Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Oh, the old Newman Mike. The old Newman U87. <laughs> Everyone's favorite. Pop. Hot. We can start the race. So, Michael, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we've had a little bit of a bit going here. We had Red Bulls. And we talked Red Bull. Yep. I wore that very delightful, not flannel, flannel yep. Mercedes hat. That's right. What we did today is I actually have, because I am a fan of F1, I have coasters with several different drivers and like sayings from them on. Oh, cool. So for you, I have Ferrari driver Charles Leclerc and his quote. I am stupid. I am stupid. I am stupid. I am stupid. <sighs> I switch off everything. I am stupid. I am stupid. <laughs> yes, which we'll get into that in a bit. Did but my then, wife make you give this one to me? or uh, I, no. uh, Surprise. <laughs> She's here. She's here. <laughs> I am fucking stupid. And radio. From iHeartRadio and Sports Illustrated Studios, this is... Choosing Sides. F1. So to, to dive in today, mm-hmm. uh, no team has like more history, more stuff going mm-hmm. on than Ferrari. Uh, they're the only team on the grid that has taken part in every single yeah. Formula One World Championship going back to 1950. So, of course, that comes with plenty of scandals, plenty of rivalries. Mm-hmm. 
plenty of very controversial team bosses and a whole lot more. Mm -hmm. Uh, So today on the podcast, we are diving into part one of a two-episode look at Ferrari. So we'll get into the team and their history and their very, very uh, kind of hot-headed founder. And then we will get into the drivers. Awesome. Uh, You know, uh, I grew up in Michigan, unaware of motorsport, but somehow I had a Ferrari poster on the wall. Mm -hmm. What does that say? I don't know. I had pictures of Ferraris on the wall. So they are embedded in my brain as something that's fast and cool. And no one you knew had a Ferrari. These other brands you're throwing around, Red Bull, Mercedes, Williams, still no idea what the shit Williams (laughs) is. They all got different things. For me, Ferrari is racing and is being number one or at least attempting to be. So uh, Ferrari, obviously also sometimes called the prancing horse. Prancing horse sounds like a bad cologne. It does. It really, really yeah. does. Yeah. Uh, the Prancing Horse team. Yeah. Uh, so their their whole distinction and what they're very into is that yeah, they're the only team that has been on the grid since the first official season mm-hmm. of Formula One back in 1950. Yes, they have been there since the very first season. This is F1 expert Aldous Kavlauskas, whom you might remember from previous episodes. Enzo Ferrari, obviously, you know, the guy, who, the guy who's the founder of the company, he actually wanted it to be a race team. The only reason he built, you know, cars is to fund his race team. So they've always been an integral part of Formula One. They are also the most successful team in the sports history. The second place team is a team called McLaren. So Ferrari's crushing the game. Of course, keep in mind they've been around for 72 years. McLaren didn't get started in the sport for their 16 years. Uh, Interestingly, the third place team on that list is Mercedes, which has only been around for 12 years. So that'll give you an idea of how dominant Mercedes is has been. Yeah. Uh, but but Ferrari's very into the fact that they are on top. Uh, the Formula One team is kind of the crown jewel of Ferrari's time in motorsports, but right. they do also compete in sports cars and endurance racing and other yeah. stuff. But well, They don't have NASCAR. I don't think they do. No. They wouldn't stoop that low. <laughs> <laughs> you said yo, You just said it. You just said it. I got fans in Arkansas, okay? <laughs> I don't know if I do. <laughs> um, so I, when, when I was thinking about this episode and just talking about Ferrari, it is very hard to discuss the team without discussing Ferrari's founder, Enzo mm-hmm. Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a former racing driver himself. He built up Ferrari's name from scratch. He then proceeded to kind of destroy the name by fighting with a lot of people over mm-hmm. many decades. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that. Uh, but it still lives today. So obviously, despite all of his problems, of which there are tons, both personally and professionally, he was on to something. So we'll go down a little bit okay. of team history, but also like Enzo Ferrari biography, because they're one of the same. When I hear Enzo, and I was watching a couple of videos about the history of Ferrari and Enzo's name would come up. Is that the same guy? Yeah. For all those years? So here's, I had to look this up. Enzo Ferrari was born in 1898 and, and died at like age 90. So the dude wow. was around for forever and he was like actively involved for yeah. forever. Like he did not want to leave. 1898 was before the combustion engine. <laughs> he was probably actually riding a prancing horse. He was in fact riding a prancing horse go. at one point. Yeah. Uh, as legend has it. Yeah. Enzo Ferrari, a uh, prancing horse rider. Oh yeah. Let me also, I forgot to show you pictures. Of, yeah. So here is Enzo Ferrari. Oh yeah. The mastermind. So we've got three different pictures here, different decades. It feels like different decades. Two are in black and white. One's in color. And he, uh, I'll tell you what, he looks the the least evil 
of all the people I've looked at, uh, he might be the most, which yeah, I don't know. But um, he kind of looks like in the color picture, like he might be blind and those are seeing eyeglasses. But um, I don't think that's true. He's casually chilling, though, in all yeah, these photos. Casually... He looks very. Yeah. He also looks rich. I mean, they always look rich. They always look alpha. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I'm impressed that he stayed in it for so long. So Enzo Ferrari has a lot of like myth around him, Mm -hmm. particularly amongst Italian fans, but essentially, so he's born in 1898. He does not come from a racing family or a rich family. In fact, his Mm. dad, after trying a bunch of different stuff, has a small carpentry business. Mm. And the old story goes that... Enzo Ferrari ends up at the 1908 uh, Circuito di Bologna. There's an Italian driver named Felice Nazaro who wins this race. And from there, Enzo Ferrari is hooked. He wants to be a racing driver. Mm. He wants to work in automobiles. Mm. You know, he's like eight, nine, ten years old. So, like, you can imagine just when you're a kid that age, that, like, sticks with you. That's a core memory. Uh, Unfortunately, life has a different plan for him. So, yeah, right. So, uh, you know, World War One breaks out uh, in 1914. And then unfortunately, in 1916, both his father and his older brother die from an Italian flu outbreak. Ugh. Yeah. His dad's carpentry business is in complete shambles. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to happen. So, it, you know, he's trying mm-hmm. to figure out what he wants to do. He's He's got kind of a weird kind of a clean slate, yet not. I mean, Mm -hmm. already a lot of issues there. Uh, But he decides to start looking for a job in the automobile industry. And he eventually, after searching around, not getting anything, lands himself a gig as a test driver for a kind of random manufacturer in Italy. So he starts off there. He eventually becomes a racing driver for them. And then in his early 20s, we're talking like year 1920, he makes the jump over to a car manufacturer called Alfa Romeo, which... The name might sound familiar. Alfa Romeo is also on the Formula One grid. Uh, We'll talk a lot more about them in their episode. Uh, But the long and short of it is Ferrari is in the team and Alfa Romeo is in the team, have this special relationship that lasts to this day. But essentially, Enzo works with them, begins to race for them in earnest. Mm -hmm. Uh, He does well enough. So Mm -hmm. he is, you know, by the early 1930s, he's... Mm-hmm. He's doing things. Things are good. Uh, but he does have several friends who are also drivers and they die because, as Jesus. you can imagine, yeah, like driving in the 1920s and 30s is not the safest endeavor. Uh, and then uh, kudos to just everyone who lived from 1898 to 19 whatever. You know, it's just it was just tougher. Yeah. You know, your dad gets the flu and his dies and then your carpentry business is toast and. It's just everything was just harder, man. We 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 think our life is hard now. It is in a lot of ways, but I'm I'm thankful I live in 2022. Usually, <laughs> well, imagine being like, yeah, your gig is a test driver. It's like, no, you could die, <laughs> you could <laughs> die like, being like a test driver in like the late 1910s, like yeah. early 1920s. Yeah. So 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 Enzo is uh, yeah in, in the early 1930s yeah mm-hmm. he has several friends die in the sport and then he also has a son his first son and he decides eh, I think there's more to life than driving cars and almost dying every time right. so he decides he's going to retire just his racing career at that okay. point okay so here's Enzo late mm-hmm. 20s early 30s mm-hmm. and he decides to found a team called Ferrari in mm. 1929 which sounds like a great idea except the financial house of cards collapses, and the overinflated stock market plunges into a great depression. Just going to say that 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 year always triggers yeah, something. Yeah. So he uh, yeah poor timing. So he has to fold the original <laughs> Ferrari team. 
1933. Okay. And, uh, and essentially, Ferrari and his, his, uh, band of misfits, uh, they basically become the de facto racing team within Alfa Romeo for the next couple years. There's some disagreements between him and Alfa Romeo. Uh, He's like, I'm going to go do my own thing. Me, Enzo Ferrari, because I am angry and I am important. Right. Uh, I will stop here and say that another fun fact around this time is also when Ferrari comes up with its logo is in the 30s. And the Ferrari logo, the horse, has a weird backstory. Hmm. So there was a fighter or an ace, a fighter pilot in World War One, an Italian fire fighter mm-hmm. pilot named Francesco Baracca. Mm. And he used to have this little symbol of this horse in his fighter jet when he'd go out okay. and whatever. And after the war, his parents were friends with Enzo Ferrari's family and they suggested he use the horse as a logo for good luck in his very dangerous racing endeavors. That is a good story Mm -hmm. because also we've drawn comparisons before of these engines to fighter jets. I like that. I'm buying into that story. Really full circle. Yeah, it's full circle. And, you know, it's not like this is the horse that used to plow the land. No, this is the horse that kept me alive during World War I when I was flying fighter jets. It was not frolicking through a field. It was fighter pilot jet piloting through a field. Yes, I was killing because of this horse. Yes. And that's what you're going to do metaphorically racing you know i'm going too far with it but you get what i'm saying i appreciate the commitment (laughs) to this metaphor that's not making sense like 30 seconds ago but it was great i'm gonna google the ferrari logo i need to be reminded ferrari logo aggressive stance of the horse uh italian flag up above even the f in the ferrari logo is like looks like it's racing it's a great logo. The shield, the crest, it elicits a feeling of kind of uh, excellence. Yes, I was say excellence, yeah. luxury. Yeah, it's got it's got real heft to it. Yeah. Ferrari. So okay, so Enzo's here, uh, and continuing his string of excellent luck, he says, "I'm going to start my operation as Ferrari in 1940." Oh my gosh! Shit. And as if that wasn't bad enough, his factory is actually bombed in 1944 in Italy. Yeah, really terrible timing, really bad luck. Uh, Yeah, does not seem to have a mind for 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 you know how larger uh, socio political events affect him. So, so yeah, so things are not looking great. It takes them a couple of years to really rebuild, as it does mm-hmm. everyone. So mm-hmm. I guess the good news is everyone else also needs to rebuild because of this terrible mm-hmm. multi-year event uh, and, and horrific loss of life. Uh, so they have time to rebuild after the war. And finally, when things get going, they're ready to enter the first ever Formula One World Championship in 1950. I mean, he started Ferrari, the first one, in 1929? Yeah. And then now he's starting Ferrari... 20 years later, 21, 22 years later in the second Grand Prix. It's a long time. Yeah. 22 years of figuring out, struggling, starting another one, getting bombed, Great Depression. I mean, it's just, it takes time. Yeah. It definitely was not an overnight success. And he did not come from money and, you know, unlike a lot of these guys. So he really had to, to build from scratch. We'll get right back into the chaos after the break. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. So Enzo, among the many things, he has been described as autocratic. And he was known for very intentionally pitting his drivers against each other, like his own Ferrari Mm. drivers. Mm. And and, uh, because he believed personally that... 
a person could not be pushed their full potential unless they had that extra bit of Mm -hmm. antagonism, Mm -hmm. especially coming from within. Mm -hmm. So that was really great. He used to encourage drivers to pull moves or or really go past their limits to the point where it was actually dangerous. And as we're saying, we're talking about the middle of the 20th century, things weren't really that safe to begin with. Yeah. And then your boss is telling you that he expects you to basically be as unsafe as possible yeah, yeah, <laughs> without, yeah. without, and especially without crashing the car. Right. Between 1955 and 1971, eight different Ferrari drivers died on circuits. What? Yeah. So Dead? Yeah. Oh, my God. And so Ferrari's sort of defense was, well, people are dying anyway, and also right. none of the official causes of these deaths was mechanical failure. So right. these guys just... It's the driver's fault, basically, was his was his uh, point. It must be really fucking fun to drive one of these cars. I mean, it it it's it must be so fun that these drivers are aware of this risk. It's almost like an addict. Look, I got to do it. It makes me feel so outrageous that I'm going to risk my life for this. That is insane. Yeah. The men to whom speed spells thrills, crowding miles into minutes on the streaming tarmac, they ride with life as the passenger and death on their tails. Care for a lift? I love tennis. No one's ever died playing competitive tennis at this level that I can remember. Well, imagine if it was like, hey, one to two tennis players are going to die a year Every just year. from playing the sport. Yeah, exactly. And it gets to the point where it's just like, it's literally part of the culture. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah. there's 20 of us on the starting line. You got a 5% chance that yeah. you're not going to make it to the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah. So grim. Very, very grim. And, uh, and you can't just say it's not the car's fault if you're pushing these guys to go, go, go. Like there, there is some responsibility there. Yeah. He really didn't particularly seem to value human life to a certain extent, especially okay. once he stopped racing and it wasn't, you know, his right. personal friends who were dying. Uh, for that reason, too, he really tried to not get emotionally attached to his drivers, mm. uh, which, again, I mean, this is like how farmers don't name their cattle because they know they're going to slaughter them. <laughs> so, I have no comeback. It's just very depressing. That's a very valuable insight because it tells you a lot about that person. So that's Enzo. Anyway, so that's the guy who's running in the background here of, of uh-huh. the team. Uh-huh. Uh, but we'll switch gears to the actual team now. Sure. So Ferrari has seen excellence since the very beginning of Formula mm-hmm. One. They had several world champions and constructors championships in the 50s. Yet another fun fact, there's only two American Formula One drivers who've won world driver's titles. And one of those, and the only American-born one, Phil Hill, won his world championship in 1961 in a Ferrari. Cool. We had to make it about ourselves. So. Right, right. So now I really like Ferrari because Phil Hill mm-hmm. won in 1961. We do, yeah. As a, as a country, we have a connection to this team. A very thin, yes. thin connection yes. from uh, 60 years ago, but Phil did it for us. Uh, so to more recent fans of the sport, though... What's considered the real, like, modern golden era of Ferrari is the brand's dominance in the early 2000s, featuring your guy, Michael Schumacher. He won five straight World Drivers' Championship titles between 2000 and 2004. Mm -hmm. And aside from a year where he was disqualified from competition, Mm -hmm. he actually never finished lower than fifth in the championship standings while at Ferrari. Wow, okay. Just completely annihilated the competition. So it's just a real, a real 
highlight of a, a time for Ferrari. Mm-hmm. In t- 2007 uh, is the time they win their last driver's title. Oh, okay. so this was a decade and a half ago, yeah, yeah. and it was with legendary Kimi Raikkonen. Well, they call him the Iceman, but there's a bit of a show of emotion going on in that cockpit now. He's still their, their last current uh, okay. you know, championship winner. It's all over. Hamilton 7. By my calculations, we win the championship by one point. And then we spend the next decade and a half, you know, they they don't win it. Well, the journey of Ferrari from post-Schumacher era has sort of been one of hope and disappointment constantly over and over again. This is Josh Rebel, an F1 YouTuber. It has been a rocky road. They bought in Fernando Alonso, who was generally regarded as the most naturally gifted driver on that grid at the time in 2010. And... It almost paid off for the five years they had him, and then it didn't work, and then they bought in the four-time world champion, Sebastian Vettel. And that almost worked as well, but then you had scenarios where Ferrari would just throw it away. We have this real low point for the team comes in 2020, where... Mm. This is kind of funny to talk about. So I know we've discussed that F1 is very secretive. Yeah. So essentially, uh, Ferrari does something to their car, and they start off the season going very fast, and things look oh, very great. Right. And essentially, all the other teams or some of the other teams say, we don't know what they're doing. It must be illegal. And the reason I'm talking in such vague terms is because the governing body, the FIA, takes Ferrari aside behind the scenes and kind of says, well... You can't do that anymore. The problem is they don't tell us, the public, what that is anymore. (laughs) And they say, yeah, and Ferrari, you can stay in it and, like, you all are good to keep competing. You just got to tell us if another team is doing the same thing. But we don't know what the thing is to this day. That's like, uh, you know, when the parent says, can I talk to you in the other room, please? And then you don't say, well, we'll keep this secret, but you can't. Yeah, exactly. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So so, There's so much drama. There's so much like soap opera-ness. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah it's a literal backroom deal, right? Yeah, like we still yeah. to this day, years later, have no idea what happened, what the actual thing was. There's all these conspiracy videos. You found a very good loophole and we don't, even though it is legal, we don't want you to do it or whatever. That's yeah, literally what happened. Yeah, and yeah. what doesn't help is that a lot of, uh, especially at the time, a lot of the FIA leadership and other people within the FIA used to work for Ferrari or right. work with the F1 right. team in right. particular. Right. So it's just looking very sketched <laughs> from every single angle. It's just not looking good. And did they slow down then? They end up in sixth in the Constructors' Oof. Championship. It's one of their worst finishes ever as a team. Wow. Wow. Uh, difficult to find words at the moment, and um, that's it. So it is just bleak city right. at Ferrari. Right. What can the Tifosi expect this weekend? Oh, yeah, they have a very intense fan base called the Tifosi. Okay. That's kind of their fandom name. Well, I'm not going to lie. It's not going to be an easy weekend for us. So the Tifosi's upset. Everyone's upset. The team is not in a good place. And as if this isn't bad enough, this is all going on during the 2020 season. Uh, right as the season is starting, you'll recall that when we talked about Red Bull, their dominant driver who won all those world championships for Red Bull, this guy Sebastian Vettel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sebastian Vettel at this point is driving for Ferrari, and in a surprise move, they announce basically as the season is starting that they are not going to re-sign Sebastian Vettel at the end of the season. Whoa. 
Lame duck. Yeah. There's a Drive to Survive episode that is centered on this whole controversy. Basically, there was starting to be, yeah, just this idea of, you know, Seb's aware this this younger guy is the golden boy of the team. He doesn't feel like he's getting kind of equal treatment right. and opportunities. It's just a bad situation. All of those little tricks of Enzo or, you know, pitting people against each other, that all can be overlooked when you're winning. Exactly. Winning is this thread that kind of holds it all together. But as soon as you're at sixth place for the first time in your 70-year history, it just unravels. Uh, So, yeah, 2020 was a real low point for them. And this is also in the midst of the pandemic, right? So the race season's already weird. It's already truncated. You know, and on top of that now, they've got, yeah, a team member who already knows he's not being re-signed. They've got another, they've got a car that just doesn't work. They've got the shady deal with the FIA to keep that all a secret. secret. Yeah, and then they've just plummeted through the the standings. They've got teams beating them who they... They can't believe are right. are just casually right. passing passing them on the track. So that's their that's their their dark day. Ferrari, especially in Italy, is not a race team; it's a religion. Aldis Kavlauskis again. I mean, people follow it unbelievably everywhere. There's more Ferrari fans than there is of any other race team, and that's kind of the emotion that it evokes, you know, in people when they see the red car. When you think of a, a race car, you think of a red car. You think of a Ferrari, and it you know that romantic kind of that romanticism just gets to everyone's heads. And the problem with that is that sometimes it kind of builds expectations. Sometimes it kind of gets to people a little bit too much and it puts pressure on the race team. It puts a hell of a lot of pressure because when Ferrari are winning, everything is amazing. You know, the world is a better place. When they're losing, it's a drama. It's, you know, a catastrophe. It's controversy in Italy. And it's that pressure that makes it harder for them than any other team. So before we get to uh, how Ferrari's doing now, mm-hmm. so a couple of years after mm-hmm. that low point, uh, we need to talk about the team boss. We're going to talk about that after this break. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at 
howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. We need to talk about the team boss. So it's Mattia Bonato. Mattia, Mattia. Okay. It, it, it seems to go every number of ways. I've even listened to clips of him saying his name and he'll change it slightly, <laughs> which is not helpful for our purposes. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll just show you a picture. Oh, you brought pictures. Ready? Great. Um, here is him. And I actually have a photo of him with Mercedes team boss, Toto Wolf, so you can get a difference. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. This is not what I would ex- expecting. He almost feels like uh, like a cartoon. He does, yeah. yeah. The glasses are Waldo. Frizzy, fluffy hair that goes upright to the sky. Looks pretty chill. It's not exactly who I would envision to be wearing the Ferrari uniform. It almost looks like your your silly uncle who works in the arts is coming in from the city. <laughs> That's what he looks like to me. He loves to work with pastels. Yeah. Pastels. <laughs> <laughs> So he's relatively new. He replaced the previous team principal for starting with the 2019 season. So he hasn't he hasn't been in that position that much. But he he's also interesting in that he has been with Ferrari for a long time, mm. I believe, since the 90s. Okay. But so a lot of these team principals come through sort of that like executive leadership, executive track, so to sure. speak. They're kind of business guys. They come into the sport through through that means. He's kind of a funky pick in that he actually is an engineer first and foremost. Right. Yeah. And came up through engineering and that side of the team. And often, you know, those guys would become, yeah, the CTO or the the engineering director. They all have different titles and things for it. So you'd think that that's where he would end up. And he was, in fact, the, you know, the chief technology officer before becoming, you know, the, the team boss um, and kind of the the face of the team. Uh, so, yeah, he, he's, he's coming from a completely different side. On the plus side, he knows everything there is to know about the engineering of the car. I guess the, the disadvantage is that... He's not necessarily from a a more kind of traditional management side of things. He can sometimes be a little bit aloof. Uh, There's been criticisms of his management of the team. Obviously, the whole Sebastian Vettel mess. Right. He's gotten that sort of flack for just not always riding the tightest ship. Uh, And I think part of that is he's just from a different brain than he doesn't look like he goes to executive training. 
where these other guys look so they look like generals. Yeah. You know, he he does not look like that. Yeah. Yeah. So where is the team now, Lily? How are they doing? Yeah. So remember how even with Mercedes, we talked about, you know, Mercedes came into those new regulations in 2014 and just blew everyone away. Yep. And they were just dominant. Yep. So, you know, coming into 2022, everyone said, you know, who's going to be the Mercedes of this era of Formula One racing? Got it. It's great seeing a resurgence from Ferrari, the most prestigious popular brand in Formula One. Josh Revel again. It's great to see them at the forefront again. Not so great with um, their Italian engineering, sometimes remembering that it was Italian and sort of blowing its load um, midway through the race. But at the same time, you know, they're still in the hunt. So heading into the 2022 season, there was a ton of hype around Ferrari. People were saying they've got the car figured out. They have these two great drivers. A one-two finish for the Scuderia. One-two. You know, Charles Leclerc has long been the Ferrari golden boy, and this is his time to shine. And and people also do like Carlos, but we'll get to that more in our driver episode. But there was a lot of excitement, a lot of fervor. However, we're, we're kind of coming up at the middle of the 2022 season here, and things are just maybe not looking as promising as they once did. Leclerc has an engine failure that is showering plumes of smoke onto the track and Ferrari have a double DNF. Ferrari's reliability issues have kind of involved everything from the car just sort of puttering out on the side of a track Mm -hmm. all the way up to Carlos Sainz's car at the Austrian Grand Prix exploding into flames while he was still in it. He was engulfed in flames and the car itself was rolling down a hill. Wow. Luckily, he is safe. Everything's fine. He, he was totally fine. But hell of a sight to behold to see a Ferrari burning down to its parts on the side of a track. That was a proper blow up. That absolutely destroyed itself. So the second problem is one we'll discuss way more in our second episode about the drivers. Okay. There's been a lot of questions about Ferrari strategy. Huh. We're seeing some of the same problems resurface, you know, they don't have kind of the best strategy. They don't have the best reliability as well. And that's the really big challenge for them because as a race team, I mean, forget about the driver and the team principal. I'm talking about pit stops. I'm talking about strategy. I'm talking about making those calculated, cold-blooded decisions in splits, you know, a split of a second during a race. Red Bull are just a stronger race team at the moment. It's important to note, though, that as we've discussed, this is not new territory for Ferrari. This yeah. seems to be... The story of the Ferrari as of late, Mm -hmm. of things kind of breaking down as the season goes on. So they're not out of it quite yet. It's just that it's going to be a longer road than expected. Yeah, It's not all over. The season is still very long. There is still plenty of points on the table. But yeah, they're learning why it's so difficult to win a championship for Ferrari. All right. So I've now brought you up to date Mm -hmm. on over 70 years of Ferrari history. Yes. What are your thoughts? You know... Um, I like Ferrari. I don't have any reason yet to dislike them. Um, I think history is important. They're easy to root for. The brand is easy. The colors are great. The, the, I I don't know enough about Enzo to dislike him, but I like kind of the, I like that he created a team around his name. You know, I like Matt, Mattea. Mattia, Mattia. Oh, I keep saying whatever, it wrong. Whatever, you know, I like that he's different. Yeah, I like that it's a different vibe. I get 
Mercedes team principal and Red Bull's team principal kind of mixed up in my head. They kind of seem like the same kind of vibe. Plus, it also helps them tremendously, and this is a testament to their history. It helps that I had their posters up on my wall. You know, there's a little bit of bias there. For sure, but that's yeah, for sure there is. Um, I do love the color. So here we go. This is, we're, all, all of this research you've done, Lily, and I'm going to go, I like their colors. <laughs> like the horse looks cool. The horse I'm looks like, cool. <laughs> now, I don't know the drivers. I don't know anything about the drivers other than this coaster you gave me, which is Leclerc saying, I am stupid, I am stupid. You have told me in the previous podcast that there isn't necessarily a number one and a number two. So they are competing against each other, and I, I'm, I'm curious to learn more about them. The drivers are very evenly matched. Yeah. Uh, they're very evenly matched on paper, though they both have very different backgrounds, yeah. very different kind of standing within the team. Yeah. And so while they aren't a number one, number two pairing on paper, there's definitely some of those vibes going on in the garage that make it incredibly interesting. Yeah. And and to even add even more depth, these two publicly get along very well, yeah. but are really at a, a point, especially if the team is going to be fighting for wins and, and potential championship titles, uh, there could be some, some sparks flying. I feel like the Ferrari drivers could stand around the garage sipping an espresso talking about efficiency of the engine whereas at Mercedes I feel and Red Bull I feel like everybody's screaming at each other and there's like wrenches flying against the walls I have no I mean this is just I have no idea if that's true <laughs> that's the vibe I'm just imagining Toto from Mercedes like throwing a wrench and it leaving a dent in the wall yeah, like, yeah and they like <laughs> keep it there as like a reminder do your job or else this will be your head yeah they've like signed they have like a whole <laughs> yeah. like little plaque next to it yeah yeah, yeah. Ferrari I don't think has the same they, they're a little more sophisticated or I guess that's their their aesthetic one time I was performing at Gotham Comedy Club and a guy just kept a British guy just kept interrupting kept interrupting anyways the security comes, throws him out. He takes a swing at one of the security guards. These guys are all like served in Afghanistan. They they like wanted someone to swing at him. They threw his head into the wall and there was a nice size hole in the wall. Anyways, they kept it there for years because they wanted to remind people, if you yell at the comedian, this that's some guy's head. Just a, just a side note. I mean, who says comedy isn't like Formula One? <laughs> Our life is on the line here. <laughs> I'm sure you felt very threatened by this random... British For sure. Man. Yeah. Yeah. But it got taken care of. It got taken care yeah. of. Yep. The old fashioned way. The old fashioned yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm excited to learn about these drivers. Yeah. Cool. I'm excited to talk about them endlessly. There's also going to be uh, many a thirst trap. His eyes are like green, blue, gray. They just like look like an ocean. Like you just want to like swan dive into his eyes. Perfect eyebrows, perfect cheekbones. The bone structure is unmatched. He's more beautiful than the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. Oh, man, this is... I'm getting sweaty. Good. I needed some thirst traps. <laughs> All right. No hi. This has been Choosing Sides, F1. A production of Sports Illustrated Studios and iHeartRadio. The show is hosted by Michael Costa and Lily Herman. This episode was produced by Lily Herman and our senior producer, Yochai Maital, who also did the sound design. At the Cutting Room Studios, we are recorded by engineer Rob O'Leary II. Mastering by Cello Weisblum. Max Miller is the executive producer. And Brandon Getchus is head of audio at SI Studios. At iHeartRadio, Sean Titone is our executive producer. 
for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe to us and leave a review. And if you want more F1 goodness, follow us on Instagram at Choosing Sides F1. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.